0: Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com.
1: Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Weaver Christ. We are on Season 2, Episode 7, The Science of the Natural Mind. I think it's important to lead this dissertation with a brutally honest confession. I never believed in aliens. That is, I never believed in man's ideas of aliens as they were portrayed on film. It is a popular human opinion that aliens are foreigners. People born on foreign lands are a totally different species of life from another planet. I see life in only one way, it is either natural and naturally intelligent, or it is unnatural. And if unnatural, there is no intelligence. I do not accept the label of foreigner or alien. I believe these terms have been used too frequently by the human species that does not hold natural intelligence, so they have turned the designation of a foreigner and an alien into something that is ugly. It is the same with all human designations and classifications. Their ideas of perfection are shallow and flesh-orientated. Their ideas of foods are destructive and savage. Their ideas of love are clingy, brutal, unstable, and emotionally neurotic. Their ideas of normal body weight are unnatural and dangerous. And their ideas of health are toxic. Their ideas of wealth invent poverty and deprivation. Their ideas of life invent artificial and synthetic materials and codes. Their ideas of death invent industries of slaughter, incarceration, mental and physical brutality and death. And their ideas of science invent poisons as medicines while torturing and mutilating innocent animals and deceiving the general populace at large. I don't believe in the designations of foreigner or alien, however, more and more, Man's thoughts and actions are proving he is alien to natural intelligence. I have read of UFO sightings and of sightings of aliens by celebrities and non-celebrities alike, but I have never been convinced about these reports. Even when my own sister came home one day and reported she had seen a UFO over the storage barn just outside our apartment building, I listened to her tale of the round saucer-like craft that hovered in the air. I listened as she told me that it was huge, and it almost took up the entire yard which contained four apartment buildings. I listened as she told me how strong the wind comet was coming from the exhaust of the engines of the craft, and how she struggled to get up the driveway. I listened as she told me our dog that was with her was barking his head off, and he had a very loud, shrill, annoying bark, as all terriers do. I listened as she told me the dog's hair was blowing back. I listened as she described the deafening roar of the engines. And when she told me, the UFO shot backwards and then took off at great speed. I was fascinated by her story, but I didn't hear a thing. We had lived in this apartment for 17 years. Not all the windows had glass in them. Some had plastic, and none fit through actual window frames. They had to be duct taped in. Not only did the wind come through and the cold, but so did every sound, every voice, and every car. Even when we layered the windows with sheet plastic and burlap coverings and quilts, all sounds came in and all drafts. I didn't hear any roaring engine, nor was there any draft. I did hear the dog bark, but he was always barking. He didn't like apartment living.
0: Hello everyone, this is Mercy. I just wanted to interject something here. The night that I saw the flying object over the barn in our backyard, I wanted everyone to know that I went inside the house and I called the police department and I asked them. I know this is going to sound very strange, but did anyone else call and report something unusual in the sky? The policeman who I was speaking to started to laugh and said, oh no, not another one. We've been inundated with calls. People keep telling us they've seen a UFO in the sky.
1: I don't discount my sister's experience or anyone else with a similar experience, but I do wonder if the engines from the spacecraft were that strong, why wasn't the house affected? Why didn't I hear them? And I don't believe in the theory that aliens in the movies are real.
0: Do you remember, by the way, what you were doing that, that day? No. So, you probably didn't hear them because... This is prior to my accident. So in actuality you don't have a full recollection of the event and therefore you probably didn't hear or see anything because you were doing something else at the time and your mind was engaged in some other activity that held your full attention.
1: I don't know, when, if you watch <clears throat> you know, television and even movies, people are blown down by the gust of wind. I mean they can barely stay on their feet from helicopters and, and planes and the roar seems to be deafening enough that it drowns out the voices of the
0: people speaking. I I would just think you'd hear something. Well, you have to understand, this didn't last long. How long does it take to walk up our driveway? I would personally say it took under a minute. Well, if you think about what I saw, everything that you described is perfectly what I saw. And it happened in less than a minute. So you're not hearing anything really wasn't unusual especially if your mind was engaged in another activity. As you know when the mind is engaged in an activity, especially if it is thoroughly submersed in that activity, you're lost to the world. You can't hear anything and you are totally engaged in whatever it is you're doing.
1: All I can tell you is when I speak to the spirits, they tell me they send telepathic images and telepathic images do not linger.
0: Well, as far as lingering goes, psychic visions and astral visions don't linger either. And many times, real life events also don't linger. Like the spaceship that I saw, it was over in just a matter of a few minutes. So I don't think lingering is any indication of anything. Nor is it proof of anything. I
1: can only speak from my combined mortal and ascended experience. For every natural event, there is a natural cause. And for every unnatural event, there is human involvement and human orchestration.
0: Well, when you're talking about an unnatural event, personally, I don't think what I saw was unnatural. It was definitely unusual and completely abnormal to the past everyday experiences of living in that particular apartment building. But I'm saying the event wasn't unnatural to whoever was inside flying the ship, especially if that was their natural way to travel. The natural
1: world is the earth, the trees, the plants, and the animal kingdoms, the water, the air.
0: Anything that doesn't conform to any of these things is unnatural. But you're talking about an, an event and, and uh, what is a natural event, not a natural thing. What happened
1: in the event was you saw a machine in the sky. Exactly. So you saw something unnatural.
0: You're absolutely right. So let me correct myself the spaceship was unnatural so therefore it had to be man-made or it had to be made by another life-form that wasn't human but that had the technology to build a flying invention similar to man's own flying inventions and that is why I used the word natural although the ship wasn't a natural object found naturally in nature the life-form flying it and the reason for why the life form was here on our planet, I am certain was natural to them. And when I say natural, I mean it was natural for them to fly a spaceship to other planets to look for whatever they were looking for, whether it be resources or whether it would be a new place to reside. You spoke about telepathic Images of spaceships, but I can't see any intelligence in the act of exerting such a massive amount of energy just to project a non productive image that holds no intellect, outcome, or good purpose. Where was the natural intelligence in the projection? Where is the marvel lesson? I think it's more intelligent to assume that the craft was either man-made and being tested for some immoral, maniacal, self-centered human reason, such as man had built the vessel to create some sort of war machine or some new hypersonic ship that could hold a few chosen members of the species as a getaway vessel... Once man destroyed the planet through their nuclear weapons and nuclear wars and radiation poisoning. Or I would also think it would be intelligent to assume that the craft was built by some alien life forms from another planet, and those life forms brought the vessel here to Earth to find new resources or a living environment that would sustain the life of their own species and race. Concerning telepathy, Jesus told me, human beings have the power to do good or the power to do evil in this world because men and women choose to become dominators of the world and because men and women choose to care more about man-made technologies and inventions than they care about the natural world It is obvious that human beings chose evil over moral good. You speak of alien life forms from other planets, but aliens are already among you, for human beings have become alien to the natural world. Because human beings strive to dominate and kill the world through their man-made technologies and inventions, there have been times when thoughts were placed upon Human minds, just to humble them, in order to make men see that their own man made inventions and technologies were not unique to just human men and human men alone. The thought of a greater invention and technology was placed upon the human mind in an effort to teach human beings a lesson that would open their minds to the fact that they must cease their unnatural ways before their unnatural inventions and technologies lay their species and planet to waste. I believe this was the intelligence you were looking for concerning telepathic projections. However, the matter of alien life in existence is another issue. There are many life forms in existence. We do not know the coming and going of every life form that God created.
1: I'm glad Jesus gave you that message. The spirits run their society with the prime directive of intellectual advancement and they endeavor to share this intellectual advancement
0: with humans in order to save the natural mind. Well there then that explains it. These telepathic projections of these spaceships that the spirits are seeing In no way are being projected by any of these intellectual spirits in the astral plane. And Jesus explained it. Any telepathic image that the intelligent spirits are sending out into the universe are for a moral, intelligent, and good purpose. Their messages are not meant
1: to engage human thoughts. The spirits in Christ's house do not have any wish to change human thinking. They wish to reach the natural mind that still lives, even though the human identity has invaded the lower mind. So while the human mind may judge this information, this information is not meant for the human identity. Should your natural mind still exist? Your natural mind will respond with curiosity and this feeling of curiosity will override your human interpretation and perception. The natural mind holds natural intelligence that is aligned to spiritual intelligence. The human identity is not involved in the connection to the natural mind or to spirit information. The human identity will only become connected to spirit information once the natural mind acknowledges spirit information and connects to it. At this juncture, the human mind will be realigned through the natural mind.
0: As you were speaking, Jesus just said to me, any telepathic image that is sent by intelligent spiritual sources is a transmission much like a subliminal, sensory message. This transmission is meant to reach a person's higher natural mind, so their higher consciousness would perceive this message and automatically realize that this was indeed a holy revelation made known in a dramatic way. The divine disclosure is meant to determine whom among the people of higher natural intelligence and whom among the people we can reach with our own intellectual minds although these images of unnatural spacecrafts are not intellectual projections as I told you before these images send a message to men and this message states clearly that although men are the dominators and predators of the natural world and all natural life upon the earth due to their inventions and technologies there are greater and more superior inventions and technologies in the universe that can and will prey on and dominate all men men fear and dread the existence Of these things because they fear and dread that if anything is more greater or more intelligent than themselves then it may soon become their predator you see only a technological invention such as a spacecraft could represent danger to a human being for only something they viewed as important, and technologically superior, mighty, and higher ranking, would ever make them feel like it was a predator to their own intelligence and superiority. The fear and dread that men placed on all of God's natural creations in the beginning is now being placed upon all men, for there are now other life forms in the universe that can dominate and subdue every single human being in existence. Christ
1: tells me that one day, a spacecraft will appear, and from the craft will come Christ, and Christ will say, I live. The craft is an illusion, but it is the only method of transportation you would understand. Your world is dying because of your toxic activity. Your flesh cannot be saved. I offer you a lifeline. Save your minds. Your minds are not made of flesh. Understand the true nature of reality is intelligence. Intelligence is the only salvation for life. Release your toxic thinking and all toxic activity. Return to the natural intelligent mind you abandoned so long ago.
0: That was a wonderful message and it made perfect sense as far as explaining the telepathic projections, if they are telepathic projections. But still, they can also be man-made spacecrafts that men are using for experimental purposes, or they can be life forms from other planets who already built the ship, and who came down here to search for resources or whatever it is that they would want to search for.
1: My instincts tell me UFO visitations are a part of a larger plan. And part of the plan is to program people so they are used to seeing UFOs. The minds that are behind this want people comfortable with UFO sightings because if people are comfortable, they will not resist The minds behind this don't want to contend with resistance. They want to carry out a smooth operation. The question is, what is the operation? As the human public associate UFOs with aliens from other worlds, this is a perfect cover for a covert operation. The public are thinking one thing while something else entirely is going on. Everything man does is deceptive, deceitful, cunning, diabolical, and demented. It is only the human imagination that fantasizes the opposite, but the mortal truth is devastating. I do not see the human fantasy. I foresee human devastation. These ships are not cloaked or hidden. They are purposefully and intentionally making appearances. So hundreds, thousands, and quite possibly hundreds of thousands of people are witnessing these ships. Yet the ships never do anything more than aeronautical flight maneuvers. Big whoop. I'm not impressed. Natural intelligence does not behave in this way. Natural intelligence creates natural, intelligent life. So the life form is natural, the energy field is natural, and the mind is natural. But unnatural intelligence schemes and concocts. It conspires, it plots, and it plans, and it only produces descending stages born of diabolical intention
0: as far as humans are concerned i thoroughly agree with you i don't think however life forms from other planets would care if anyone saw them i think they would just come here on a mission complete that mission and leave so i can't exclude life forms from other planets when people encounter ufos as far as human beings being behind ufos i again agree with you as i said before some of these UFOs could be human made. And you even were telling me how easily it would be for men to make these UFO vessels. Can humans build spacecrafts?
1: Of course they can. They've already gone to the moon, they've gone to Mars, they build satellites, they build spacecrafts for movies. It's no different to build a small one than a big one. They're machine experts. There isn't any unnatural field that is beyond their unnatural minds. They make all this unnatural stuff up. It's their invention. As a matter of fact, when I say if there's unnatural activity and humans are behind it, I don't refer specifically to flesh humans. These humans could be spirits. Human thinking does not change in the afterlife. You hold the same unnatural mind in the afterlife that you hold on earth. And where the unnatural spirit mind is only in the next dimension, it would be easy to project images. All the powers of telepathy are least because of the anti-gravity nature of the mind. Literally, the human gravity mind on Earth is a veritable sitting duck for the telepathic powers of the spirit mind. All mortals are sitting targets, and very few would even realize they had been invaded, merely because they are completely unaware they have thoughts. They don't even know they have minds.
0: So are you saying that all UFO sightings are telepathic images, and that the only people who see UFOs are people whose minds are susceptible to invasion and influence?
1: If they had uh, one telepathic thing happen to them, yes, definitely.
0: Yes, of course. Because I saw a UFO, and I don't believe my mind can be invaded. I'm fully aware of what I saw, and I fully maintained the process of understanding and reasoning during the event. It's very easy to invade the mind. What you have to do is
1: contemplate what's going on. What affected you? And consider it, put it against your psychic abilities, you know what was how was this different than anything else I encountered? What made it
0: different? I would have to say what made this event different than a psychic or astral vision for me was the surroundings never changed, and I was present in the moment from beginning to end. There was no lapse of time, and at no time did the object flicker fade. Or we act like a projected image. The ship remained crystal clear and it remained in the sky until it flew away, which indicated to me it had its own purpose unrelated to its present position over the barn. Psychically, I sensed it was looking for something, not someone. At the time I saw it, I felt this too. There was no feeling of any life form or holy presence trying to communicate with my mind. There was also no presence of any type of being watching or observing me. However, there was a feeling of a life form inside the vessel. I do not think the movement of the vessel was remote I had a clear sense that someone, some sort of life form was inside the vessel, navigating it. Concerning the difference between the UFO and a psychic vision. When you have a vision, when you have a psychic, it is a different type of a thing. It's like you're stepping inside an entirely different realm or or dimension, if you'd rather. And then when you come out of that vision, it feels very disorientating. Sometimes, many times for me, it gives me a headache. I, and a couple of times, I remember you were even with me one time and this happened, but I fell up against a wall. Yes. Because I, remember, I was, yeah, you remember that. I remember that. Yes, I do remember right. that. And so it's very disorientating. It's very like, it's almost like you really go somewhere. And then when you come back, it's like, you know, whoa, what just happened? Uh, This wasn't like that in any way. This was, I turned the corner to go up the driveway. First of all, the driveway was lit up enormously. I've never seen the driveway light up. I mean, it could have been daytime, and I was walking in pitch blackness. So first of all, when I looked up, it was like, well, what the heck's that light in the driveway? What the hell is that? So when I turned the corner, I didn't even feel, by the way, the wind until I actually turned up the driveway. And then the wind was like blowing us back, me and the dog. But as I said, it only took a couple of minutes to walk up that driveway. Um, We turned the corner. The ship was hovering over the barn, tremendously large. Um, The tree branches were, you know, blowing fiercely, absolutely fiercely. And um, I just pursued, I pulled, literally dragged the the poor little dog up the driveway while he was just astounded. His hair was blowing back and he was barking incessantly. But because I didn't know what it was, you know, naturally when I first saw it, I said, oh, my God, is that a UFO? But, you know, I I wasn't certain what it was. My second impression was, what's the military doing? Is this a military vessel? Are they doing some military, um, you know, experimental testing or maneuvers? Uh, Many, many times you have seen and heard military helicopters flying over this area. I mean, that's not unusual to see a military copter flying over this area. We have a military base right around the corner from the house. So that's the second thought that I had when I saw the vessel, at no time did my mind stop thinking. It was thinking every single minute. Whereas in a psychic or astral vision, it kind of throws you for a loop. So you're taken back while your mind really has to catch up to the vision itself. Many times I've said to myself, is this real or am I really going through this? Is this a vision? But never once did I say it when I saw the UFO. It was real, I could tell, because once again, the surroundings didn't change, and it stayed stationary in the sky until it actually chose to leave its present position over the barn. Never once did I stop for a closer look at the vessel. I was constantly moving trudging up the driveway against the wind until I stepped inside the house. Literally, it only took about a minute to get up the driveway and to the door of the house before I actually entered the house. That's when I saw the ship raise itself above the trees and shoot backwards across the sky while ascending all the way. The movement of the vessel was not like any earth vessel that I've ever seen. The speed seemed greater than any vessel I'd ever seen. And the ascent was effortless, like it was literally gliding. One thing I didn't mention in this particular podcast, and I do want to mention it, is after that happened, we then started to have searchlights in the sky. Do you remember that? I remember you went outside the very next night, and you called to me and said... This, um a light in the sky. And so I came out, and we were both watching it and, it. and it was a searchlight. It was two distinct lights, and they were crossing over each other. Did you ever see a lighthouse? Yeah, I saw a lighthouse. Yeah, you saw a lighthouse. So these were uh, beams of light, and they were crossing over each other. And this lasted in the sky from... It doesn't do it anymore, but this lasted in the sky for months, I believe. Months. So whatever that was, I believe... Because so many people reported seeing it, the military did send up something and they were then patrolling the skies after this incident.
1: I don't experience any uncomfortable side effects from astral travel or astral experiences. Absolutely none. And I have felt heat, wind, and I have tasted foods. So I have had physical experiences within astral experiences through my telepathic contact with human spirits.
0: Can I ask you a question? When you're having these astral experiences, are you walking? Are you moving? Are you involved in the real world? Or are you sitting stationary in some place Where you can just have an astral vision and return to your body, or your, if you'd rather, your mind, without having any movement involved. If you're asking if my physical body is always still, yes. Alright, so that's why you're not experiencing any negative repercussions. Unfortunately for me, psychic visions aren't something that you can control, nor are they something that you only have when you're in a seated position or a stationary position. My psychic visions can happen anywhere, including when I'm driving.
1: Well, I can be doing anything, and to put it into Christ's words, God can come over me. Now, when I say God, I'm talking about that first dimension, of perfect energy with the highest potential and nothing else in it. There's no human persona. I can be doing
0: anything, and that will come over me. But you're not going to another place. In other words, I get God comes over me constantly, all the time, no matter what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is when God comes over you, it is a feeling of either... Um, elation or beauty or you're just um, totally and absolutely transformed by a feeling that you know you don't understand why is this you know feeling here I've been I was feeling pretty down why do I feel now all of a sudden elevated that's what you're speaking of when you're talking about God you're not talking about I find it immerses my entire higher mind right okay but you're not talking about Um, God came over me and while I was walking down the street all of a sudden I was in heaven and I was walking down a different street
1: no I stopped my activity because I am analytical so I stop my activity to analyze my physical activity stops so I can enjoy what I'm experiencing and analyze it how would I put this into words How would it actually describe this so other humans
0: might be able to understand what I'm experiencing? And relate to it maybe. Maybe they, right. Maybe they have felt it too. Well, psychic visions are not like that. Psychic visions, you could be walking, driving, running. You could be doing anything in motion. And then all of a sudden, You're somewhere else. All of a sudden, the whole entire scene around you changes within an instant. And you're no longer where you were. No longer. When I first solved my very first murder, I was literally, literally coming out of Kentucky Fried Chicken I was getting lunch, and I was walking, and there was a guardrail. I didn't want to go the long way around, so I just said hell with it. I'm gonna go over the guardrail, I'm just gonna put my leg over the guardrail, it was a small guardrail, and I'm just gonna walk through the parking lot. Well, I did put my leg over the guardrail, but I wasn't in the parking lot. I was in the woods. Now. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a, a a psychic vision. I
1: have never had that happen to me. What So what I was trying to put across is what you may have experienced was astral.
0: Well, I'm sure visions aren't astral. I'm, I'm sure no, it no, was. No, no, What I
1: mean is what you may have experienced with the UFO. It may have been astral. And so, oh, oh, oh. And it may have been astral okay. for
0: everybody else. I don't believe it was astral because, as I said... I have had also astral visions, and they're not like this. This was a, a full-fledged in the now, in in reality type of a thing. There was nothing in it that was the astralism. Astralism is a is a certain type of thing when you feel an astral experience. This kind of, I don't wanna really want to say an elation, but there is a there's a higher feeling. When you're into the astral, it's it's holy. Just it's holy, okay. But there's more than well, just holy. I say holy because it's pure. Yeah, but it's more than holy. It's a feeling of um, well, again, divinity that would be holy. But it's a feeling of perfection. You perfection There's yeah. absolutely nothing bad. Uh, in okay, it. let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. An astral vision raises you. More so out of your mind. No, it raises
1: you out of all gravity conditions.
0: Right, but it raises you out of your mind. So in other words... you
1: you wouldn't... Okay, let me explain. You'd have to be
0: in your mind
1: to have it, but you have your higher mind. No,
0: no, 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 you're not understanding what I'm saying. It raises you out of your mind because when you have one, you're usually in a lower mind. Mm -hmm. So, frame... You're in a lower mind frame. So it raises you out of your mind. And you feel that. It raises that. you out of your lower mind. You, right. You feel that. You feel it. Well, it, I feel that it raises me completely out of my mind. I'm no longer in that like human box. There is
1: something above you and, that has a magnet and
0: it is drawing you upward. Right. Exactly. When you have a psychic vision, it has nothing to do. With being raised out of your mind. You don't even feel raised. You feel literally like you just walked into another world. All of you. Well, you know what happened to you? You went into someone else's mind. Exactly. And they were mortal. Exactly. You are no longer... On Earth, you are no longer. You know, this is what it feels like. It's like like you are no well longer longer
1: in the place you were uh, in, but you are still on Earth because it's still mortal. Right,
0: right, right. I shouldn't have said that. Right, but you are no longer where you were. You are no longer. If you have a psychic vision and you're in your house, buy house, you're not there anymore. But you never left your house. You never left your house. Well, the thing is, your body never left your house. Right.
1: Your mind entered the mind of someone else who something's happening to. You were on the same wavelength, and
0: you experienced their world. Right. And that's exactly the difference between a psychic vision and an astral vision. So I know the two.
1: I know, yes. I, I never wanted your gift because it was too low for me. I prefer the higher realm since I had the taste of the higher realm as a child. That's what I always went toward What you experienced was always fascinating to me. I loved documenting your experiences on film and in writing, but I was never interested in having your gifts it just it never interested me to double up on the fun I was having in the
0: mortal plane. I
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I, I know that. And I don't think you actually would be able to handle a psychic vision because no. you're very... Um, you're too analytical and you're too um, into practicality. And no. I don't think you would be well, able to yes. even understand what happened to you if what happened to me ever happened to I you. I would
1: understand reality. Um, The psychological effect it would have on me because I would want to get rid of any of the negative effects of a psychic
0: vision but I would just ask Jesus for help right but still that's you know I'm glad we had this conversation so the people can actually know the difference between astral astral and and psychic. psychic yeah right exactly by the way when I said a psychic vision makes you feel like you left the earth. What I really meant to say is it makes you feel like you're on a parallel earth or in some sort of parallel world. It, it makes you feel like you definitely left the world that you were in. And just to reiterate, I didn't feel any of this when I saw the UFO. I didn't feel like I left the world. I knew exactly where I was and the world never changed. The only difference in my situation was I had never seen a ship like that hovering over the barn. So now talk to me about how you feel about my psychic visions, um, especially um, the vision that I had when I left Kentucky Fried Chicken. You have entered the mortal
1: mind that is dead, but still on earth. The mind can't die. But the mind is attached to its body. The body is now dead. And you're caught up in the mind's
0: turmoil. Well, that's true. But that's only if your psychic vision pertains to somebody who has passed on. In other words, for somebody who is dead. You also can get psychic visions um, while people are still very much alive. So that's only one form of a psychic vision with what you just said if you're discussing soul reading you are receiving the
1: impressions that are on their mind that have to do with someone else in their life so now you are <laughs> you have just fantastically received the two minds the first mind would be your client that came in for the soul reading and the second mind would be whatever relative was on his mind no, no, You're
0: no. talking about psychic readings. I'm talking about visions. I'm talking about actual psychic visions. Not all the psychic visions I have have to do with dead people. The psychic visions I have are vast. There are many things. I looked at a doorway of an office and I saw a fire. And then the next day, that office went on fire. There, There are many avenues um open to psychic vision it's not just seeing um death or getting into the mind of a dead person i saw the planes crash into the twin towers before that even happened i saw the earthquake in japan before that even happened i also get into the mind of living people i sat beside a woman at work and i kept seeing this damn chair and it was driving me crazy all day long so i just turned to this woman and i said did you just buy a chair? And the woman said, yes, I just bought a chair. And that woman was perfectly alive, but for some reason I, I kept seeing her a chair. Yes, you can pick up. That's telepathy. You're, right, yeah. You're actually engaged in telepathy with other mortals. Right, exactly. But you don't have to be dead for a psychic to get into your thoughts and know what's on your mind.
1: No. When you get into someone's mind you're being telepathic. I was referring specifically to your incident where you crossed the guardrail and were suddenly in the woods. You were where the dead body was. You were in the mind
0: that belonged to that dead body. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Um we'll do um we'll talk about psychic awareness on another episode. But uh, that was funny. I enjoyed doing that. It was a lot of fun. The subject of
1: aliens causes great dissension between my sister and I because it is the one point where we just do
0: not agree. I'm not a life form from another planet, so I can't say whether other life forms from other planets exist or not. I'm very into not doing what other humans do. And the one thing that humans do that I simply can't tolerate is when they say something like, they know for a fact how another life form feels. Or they know for a fact why another life form does what another life form does. Or here's another great one. Humans say they know for a fact what does not exist in the world and what does and does not deserve to exist in the world. These all-knowing humans, for instance, say ghosts do not exist in the world, and Jesus Christ did not exist in the world. And then they say human beings do deserve to exist in the world above all other non-human living beings. Do they have proof of this? No. Do they have written testimony concerning this from God? The answer again is no. These things they can't possibly know for certain. So what they are saying isn't true. It's like when humans say that non-human life forms don't suffer off feel pain when you steam them, boil them, and eat them alive. Such as when humans do these things to lobsters, clams, frogs, oysters, shrimp, ants, octopus, bats, sea urchins, and fish. They don't know that these non-human life forms don't suffer and feel pain. There's no way they could know. They also don't know if a plant feels, or how a plant feels. And they also don't know if a human being's pain and suffering is greater than an animal's pain and suffering. There is no way human beings could know these things as fact, yet they believe they have experts in them. These things aren't true. Human beings can't possibly know these things as fact because human beings are not these non-human beings whom they are analyzing, observing, and making speculations about. Would you want someone to say they knew for a fact exactly how you felt or thought? Of course you wouldn't. No one can measure another life form's pain, suffering, or pleasure, and no one can say why another life form does what it does. This to me is the exact same issue as saying aliens do not exist for real. Unless you have been to every single galaxy and every single planet in existence, and you've charted the fact that there was no life forms in these galaxies or on these planets, you cannot say for a fact that aliens do not exist. People are encouraged
1: to be insensitive because sensitivity is a sign that the mind is alive. Only what is alive can feel pain. The sensitivity in the mind and the body is a sign of intelligence. As man is at war with intelligence, he destroys all signs of intelligence, even his own. He destroys his sensitivity and encourages all other humans to destroy their sensitivity. And those that blindly and gladly do this, are nothing more than the sum of insensitive programming. Their minds are no longer alive. If the mind were alive, they couldn't harm. The higher, sensitive, intelligent impulse not to kill would overcome them. It would be a pain, an emotional pain of guilt, regret, remorse, suffering. They could not stand it. They couldn't bear to do it. People are programmed to be insensitive to natural life forms in order to kill off the natural intelligence in the mind. The human masters want to emphasize productivity, not sensitivity the worker that is not sensitive will work a 24-hour shift and be willing to do 48 and 72 hours in addition to that 24. That worker will hold the mind of a machine, and when the organic body is worn out, that worker will be cast out, and a new worker will be programmed as a machine. And all the machine minds will sit around in bars and restaurants speaking at the top of their voices because they are no longer aware of sound. They cannot truly hear how loud they are. They lost all sensitivity. They cannot feel, so they drink too much. They smoke too much. They gorge themselves on food and drink. They stumble around in a fog with nothing on their minds because the master took everything away but their job function. They live only because their bodies are still alive. Sentience is the intelligence of sensitivity to intelligence. As humans turn away from sensitivity, so they turn away from intelligence. Intelligence and sensitivity work hand in hand. Because the human mind lacks the intelligence of sensitivity, I do not accept their opinions blindly. I am not blind. I am aware. And I am aware of my intelligent. Senses that tell me human information is not viable, reasonable, sound, or sane. Whether other life forms live on other planets or not, intelligence does exist. And if that intelligence is not full of the highest potential for all possibilities, And, if that intelligence isn't also sensitive, that intelligence is unnatural. When the mind holds intelligence, the mind is vast. It is not small. The vast mind knows true intelligence is vast, containing the highest potential of all possibilities and the sensitivity of sentience when vast intelligence meets a life form that lacks these qualities vast intelligence knows it is meeting a small mind and because the mind is small some abnormality has caused that mind to shrink and collapse inward on itself this is not natural and it is not normal as I am only aware of the intelligence here in this world, the third dimension, and in the spirit world, and as I can only report that the only spirits I speak to that hold a human language are human spirits, I have no experience of anything else. Just sentience, the first dimension of pure intelligence with full of all the potential and possibilities. That's it. My vast mind does not perceive anything else so either there is a separate intelligence creating life for each universe or the life forms in other universes do not reach out telepathically to this universe. The whole topic is moot anyway because as human astronauts left trash on the moon, It shows humans intend to turn all universes into wastelands of pollution, even leaving their flag in the topsoil of the moon. Now they believe this is a sign of their superiority, but in actuality it's a sign of intended domination. As humans have not learned to save their own planet, they have no respect for the life on their own planet. So they will have no respect for life on any planet. It doesn't matter what life is out there in the
0: universe, man will kill it. Of course they will. They'll not only kill our life forms, they'll harass them, torment them, and torture them as well. Human beings deny every life form in existence the same rights, privileges, safety, care, concern, and defense that they give to themselves, and they dominate and destroy every life form in existence that they do not approve of or find any value in. This is why I am in opposition to everything that humans say and do that do not fit my own moral standing. I wish intelligent life would contact me. You're speaking of other life forms in physical existence, apart from the spirit life that you already speak to. I want to be impressed by intelligence. I've lived 62
1: years now and I'm not impressed in the slightest bit. The whole subject of aliens gives me the creeps. And it's not the creepy feeling that most people love to feel so they watch horror movies or science fiction horror. The kind of creepy feeling I have is a sense of evil. And no offense, but where there is evil, there is human activity. I don't speak purely from opinion, but from fact. What does evil feel like? It feels like a sinister vibration. And a sinister vibration radiates from every heinous act. Man's history is filled with heinous crimes. And some of these crimes are legal and accepted as normal behavior. The crimes are heinous. The legalization of the crimes is heinous. And the accepted normalcy of the crimes is also heinous. All produce sinister, unnatural vibrations. And why shouldn't they? They are born from unnatural minds and implemented by unnatural minds. Something is wrong with the mind when the mind accepts heinous behavior as normal behavior. And when the mind accepts heinous behavior as normal, there is no limit to what that mind will imagine. There is no limit to what that mind will invent. And there is no heinous scenario that the unnatural mind will not put into action, fund, legalize, and sponsor. Just look at the conditions of the Earth. Everything comes back to the Earth. The Earth is no longer natural, and the only alien species that made it unnatural was the human species. Now, it may be popular to normalize unnatural human behavior, but I don't subscribe to abnormal popular thinking. There is nothing normal about human behavior. What is normal is what is natural. Humans invent their own definition of the word normal. But their invention doesn't change the natural definition of the word. The spirits have been speaking with people for thousands of years. Hundreds of thousands of years. There's always been someone receiving a telepathic message. The Bible proves this. They can only reach people if they reach them by the person's particular understanding. When people are only fascinated by science fiction, the spirit's going to reach them through science fiction.
0: I agree with you. But I must say, as a person who enjoys both watching and writing science fiction stories, I don't believe that a person's like for science fiction makes them more susceptible to seeing UFOs. Concerning my own UFO experience, only if the vessel I saw in the sky wasn't an actual spaceship in reality, would it be considered science fiction. And that goes for anybody else who has seen a UFO. Not all alien sightings are science fiction, and that's the point I'm trying to make. If the ship that I saw was from another planet then it would be real and an actual physical object in existence just like every other man-made vehicle my personal opinion on alien life is this because aliens could very well be actual life-forms from other planets that is reason enough not to doubt of existence the field of possibilities is vast and one of those possibilities is that life-forms could exist in other worlds in my opinion i cannot imagine Any life form being worse, or more dangerous, or more destructive, menacing, threatening, treacherous, savage, violent, corrupt, unfair, unjust, vicious, murderous, or self-serving, self-seeking, self-indulgent, and self-absorbed than this human species. So whether aliens exist or not, I doubt very strongly that, they would be worse than human beings. I don't know so much if if people do exist on other planets
1: but I do know uh, something about telepathy and telepathy works in two ways. You can send out a broad signal where any mind on that wavelength will receive the telepathic image, message or even mini-movie or you can narrow down your field to speak to only one particular conduit that will receive the telepathic message. That's why Jesus could talk to me, you don't hear what he's saying. Jesus could talk to you and I don't hear what he's saying. We have two separate things going on. This is telepathy. So as far as a million people seeing it, 10 million people seeing it, 20 million people seeing it, every person in the world seeing it, it's very possible. But I don't think any, every person in the world could see it, personally, because not every mind is on the same vibrational
0: level. But there is still a possibility that life forms from other planets do exist. And therefore, there is a possibility that the ship that I saw also did exist in reality. The life forms on the Earth can't possibly be the only life forms in existence, for the Earth is not the only planet in existence. This is all facts that I'm telling you. None of this is science fiction. Humans
1: look to the sky and anticipate an alien invasion. When all along, they are the aliens. And they are annihilating themselves.
0: Although I believe you that some of the UFO sightings that people see could be part of a mass telepathic message... I cannot find any reason why anyone, including the spirits, would send such a message, for it serves no good, moral, or peaceful purpose, and it teaches no moral lesson. Since the 1940s, human beings have been unleashing nuclear energy onto the world, from the very first atom bomb, sprang nuclear weapons and nuclear power plants which, in my opinion, may be attracting other life-forms to investigate this planet for energy sources, especially if these are the life-forms were in need of nuclear energy. It is said that the largest UFO sightings have been reported over nuclear power sites, which sounds to me like nuclear energy is some kind of draw, incentive, or lure that is alerting other life forms to probe and examine our own planet Earth. Because human beings are constantly doing everything morally wrong, why wouldn't their development of nuclear energy increase the likelihood of an alien invasion, when it already has created nuclear weapons, potential terrorist attacks, nuclear war, and nuclear radiation leaks that are sickening, killing, and mutating all natural life. I agree with you.
1: You have to be very careful about how you phrase things because man misunderstands very easily because his mind is set on on unnatural information. And he corrupts natural information. All of man's lies and deceptions come to the surface now. The human mind is dying out and it's descending into total madness as it dies. Jesus corrects me. The mind of man is already dead. What you see is the death of man's mind. The body still lives in a toxic condition, but the mind babbles because its recordings unravel. It is like one of man's tape machines that suddenly switch to reverse. In the corporal, the tape spills out. But as there is no corporal component to the mind or the mind's thoughts, only the thoughts spill out that amount to the ravings of men that seek malice, war, mayhem, and divisiveness. They not only drag the earth down, but they also drag all life down, including all mental life on earth. Eventually, all life will be consumed. I say, it's my impression that they drag you down too. Jesus replies, yes, they drag us down but only because we travel to the fourth dimension in order to find conduits to speak to. We watch the Earth. As soon as your vibration lowers, you can be trapped in the gravity waves of gravity minds. Awareness is the key. The gravity mind can only seize your gravity wave and your gravity wave is only the gravity thought that propels you to a gravity level. If you hold higher thoughts, shifting your perspective to the higher, releases you to anti-gravity thought planes I am anti-matter because I am spirit I hold no mortal form however I still contain matter recordings only my recordings are held a prisoner once I release my recordings I cannot be held the same is true for all ascended masters I say it seems very draining on your energy field Jesus replies it is draining but it is more so draining for you on earth Because the earth is a pure gravity field. I say, you call it pure. You mean man does not corrupt the gravity field? Jesus replies, Man uses gravity waves to think with, as he uses earth materials to build weapons, bombs, and machinery. Neither his thoughts nor his inventions are pure. So while he may borrow pure gravity and natural living materials, as the base of his inventions, his inventions of all corruptions. They are mutations that only produce poisons in their poisonous byproducts. There is nothing natural or pure in his inventions, only the base of the materials is natural and pure, but once he tampers with the base, these things are corrupt mutations of natural pure materials. Now these things are alien, just as man makes himself alien to the earth because of his alien thoughts and his alien intentions. Though his body is natural and organic, it too is mutating because of his poisons. Man makes everything alien to nature. Man is fascinated by alien thinking and alien invention because he invented these things and it has driven him to seek other aliens. He does not realize he is the inventor of everything alien. I ask, is man turning into the thin, wispy, drawn-out, fluid-looking creature often depicted as an alien with a large skull, large eyes, a narrow nose, and mouth, and wispy body and limbs? The face reminds me of a fly. Is man mutating into this? The image represents his twisted, contorted alien mind. I suspect you have been using this image telepathically to entice him, and rather than being repulsed, he is fascinated because it is his two form. He is a mutant, mutating all others to be like him. Mother joins the conversation. It is his own truth. He invents his own truth. And the alien is what he believes in because it is as high as he thinks. You see the image for what it is, a sickly, twisted thing that is deformed and bent. But he does not see it that way. That image holds all the powers of his darkest fantasies, those fantasies of his technological nightmares for the natural world. The invention of mutation is man's goal. The poisons in the atmosphere, the water and soil, the destruction of the ozone layer, it is all a part of his diabolical plan to mutate life into the next generation of the human species and his vaccines are also a part of this process. As the natural dies, he is inventing the unnatural, so it will live indefinitely. He does not care about consequences or ramifications because he is insane. The insane mind holds no balance to even think of consequences or ramifications. That is why his scientists admit they cannot tell you the long-range results of their vaccines or their side effects. They just don't know. Their science isn't science. It is experimental guesswork. Only the sane mind considers consequences. The insane mind is bent and twisted, just like the alien figure you describe. So all insane plans are also bent and twisted. The diabolical mind thinks diabolically, because that is what it is. That is all it is. I say, as mutations are not stable, they are not balanced. The human body will not know stability if it is mutated. Mother replied, that is exactly true. The human body hasn't known stability for thousands of generations, which is why there are birth defects and genetic diseases. These things are a sign of the instability within human DNA, and man is responsible for this instability. Yet man's science does not correct this or report it. Man works with it, not to improve health, but to mutate health so the defect is a natural defect and not an unnatural one. There is no such thing as a natural defect. Anything defective is not natural. If you have a disease or you find your body is defective, you must starve it of the cause of the problem. But man just adds more poison and he promotes his poison as a cure. He is alien in every way. In his thinking and his behavior I ask, what is the science of aliens mother replied have your water tested have the air tested have the soil tested and then ask yourself would a natural species poison the air the water and the soil the animal kingdoms don't do this the insect kingdom doesn't do this The plant kingdom doesn't do this. There is no water animal or reptile or rodent that does this. All of these creatures are natural. Find the creature that causes pollution, and you will uncover the alien in your midst, and then you will see you are living in an alien-dominated world filled with alien industries, customs, ideas, and traditions that all lead to a poisonous death. The aliens that rule the earth are masters at killing, which is why they run industries of death. Even their science causes death. And to extend life in mutated form is not a natural condition. All mutations are the cause of diabolical thinking that is alien to natural intelligence. The natural mind is the mind of nature. The natural mind is open, awake, intelligent and peaceful and natural awareness depends largely on the natural intelligence of a particular species. While the natural world lives by virtue of its composition of living intelligence, not all natural life forms carry the same awareness. The air, for instance, is alive because the fresh, clean, breathable air carries natural intelligent particles, natural intelligent atoms, and natural intelligent energy but the air is not aware in the way humans think of awareness. The awareness of the air lies in the atoms, the molecules, and the intelligent impulses of the air's energy waves. These things are aware of atmospheric conditions and changes to atmospheric conditions but this awareness does not contain a human presence or human identity nor does this awareness contain human information the awareness is only in how the molecules relate to one another how the atoms relate to one another everything in the natural world radiates with natural intelligence but not every natural life-form is aware in the way animals are aware The simple science of nature is, all of life is aware by virtue of the impulse energy that keeps all of its particles and its energy alive. And the intelligence of the particles and the intelligence of the impulse energy is aware of the condition of the energy field of the life form. And it is aware of changes within the energy field of the life form. And should the life-form also hold a matter body, then the intelligence of the particles and the intelligence of the impulse energy that fuels the matter and keeps the matter portion operating in health is also a way of changes to the particles that are no longer healthy. It is only man's choice of flesh perception that blinds him to natural science and natural intelligence. Natural intelligence did not create inorganic matter, and natural intelligence did not create unnatural intelligence. To understand nature and natural intelligence, you have to remove human perception and human judgment based on human perception, and you instead must engage the natural intelligence of your natural senses, which are not human. Do not listen with your human mind, listen with your natural mind. Nature has her own language, and her language is not mechanical, nor is it mechanically produced. The language of nature is not in the sounds that emanate from man's machinery, his traffics, or his buildings. Natural intelligence is not in man's thoughts or his ideas, Nor is nature's intelligence in man's media or his science, agriculture, technology, or education industries. All of man's work is unnatural. All of God's work is natural. Nature does not pertain to man, nor does it pertain to the artificial world that man built on the natural, intelligent earth. Just because man's inventions are on earth, does not mean man owns the earth man only thinks he owns the earth but when the very last man holding a deed to the earth dies the earth reverts back to God the creator man dominated the land murdered and enslaved all are on the land and this is how he came to own the land man does not own the land through any virtuous act Man owns the land through violence, and his thinking to do this is unnatural. No other natural intelligent life kingdom behaves this way. You may prefer man's unnatural thinking and his artificial world to natural intelligence and the natural world, but your preference is not natural. Your indoctrination into man's world has separated you from nature and your natural mind. And, because you are separate, you cannot conceive of, nor can you comprehend, nature. In order to comprehend nature, you must hold natural intelligence, and your indoctrination into man's world has robbed you of natural intelligence, while polluting your mind with unnatural thinking, unnatural concepts, ...and an unnatural understanding of true life. True life is natural. It is not artificial. And it is not manufactured by man. I say to Mother, I want to bring my mind back to its natural state. I don't want to be a human. I don't want human knowledge or human emotion to corrupt my natural plan for returning my mind to natural balance. I cannot do this work while man disturbs me with unnatural information, and while the need to survive in man's unnatural world also disturbs me. I seek to serve my natural mind. Can you help me?" Mother replied, The only truth is the natural truth. Nature and all natural life, indeed all natural intelligence, eludes the human mind because the human mind contains only the human presence and the invention of a human presence takes up the full mind, blocking all exits and entrances. The human presence was invented by the human identity. But when I speak of the human presence, I do not refer to your flesh form. For your flesh form was not designated as human by nature. You invented the word human as a classification for your species. When I speak of the human presence, I refer to the entirety of your human information that designates you as a human person. This information tells all humans who you are, where you live, and what you do. Your information reveals your age, marital status, race, place of birth, ethnic background, religious beliefs, and your level of education. Your information reveals your parents' names and the names of all the people you know, your hobbies, your likes and dislikes, your habits, your beliefs, and your interests. Your human mind is so full of you, there is no room for any other information. You are wall to wall in your mind, from ceiling to floor. There is nothing else but you, and the walls of your human mind are lined with mirrors. This Is the condition of the human mind. The natural mind is open. There are no walls, there is no ceiling or floor, and there is no information because information is not stored in the natural mind. A natural mind only holds natural intelligence and natural intelligence passes through the mind because natural intelligence bears no weight or cohesive material. Natural intelligence is ethereal intelligence pertaining to the ethereal senses and ethereal analytical intelligence. Sense intelligence and analytical intelligence flow through the natural mind in a continuous stream because the natural mind is fed by the astral universe and the stream of sense intelligence and analytical intelligence is endless and constantly flowing. Natural intelligence carries no matter base, natural intelligence is antimatter. Natural intelligence is the natural form of astral intelligence. Natural intelligence pertains to the nature of natural life in the natural living universe of the third dimension. Natural and astral intelligence bear no gravity signatures because natural and astral intelligence are not created by gravity. Antimatter intelligence creates both astral intelligence and natural intelligence. Humans invent their own information from their fantasies about who they think they are, what they think they are, and how important they are to themselves and their fantasy worlds. Humans are the only creatures that do this. All of nature, all of natural life, all natural life forms, hold natural minds and natural intelligence. There is no imagination in any of it. The imagination is unnatural. The imagination was born of the corrupt impulse to become unnatural and man was the only creature to hold this unnatural impulse. It is man's belief that his unnatural imagination makes him somehow superior. But when intelligence sees the devastation man causes to nature and all living natural life kingdoms, and when intelligence sees the enormous death toll man is responsible for, from his slaughterhouses, factory farms, kill mills, all of his industries of death, all of his industries that cause suffering, his continuous wars, his incessant hunting, trapping, fishing, whaling, and his incessant slaughter of all life kingdoms, these results do not point to a superior natural mind, but to a mind that is seriously ill and a mind that is descending and decaying. The human mind of death is a dying mind, not a healthy mind. The natural mind does not hold an imagination. Mother now addresses me. You, Riva, fight against the imagination. You do not encourage it, nor do you engage it you seek pure intellectual inspiration. And this is remarkable and astounding. It is remarkable and astounding because we have never considered this. We have always worked with the human imagination because it is the human imagination that leads the human race. We see now that the human imagination is corrupt for corrupt action is born from the human imagination and there is no sensibility, no rational thinking or logic nor is there any reasoning in the corrupt imagination or its corrupt actions there is only insanity in all of man's deeds and his plans even his laws do not make sense and his science is macabre your insight is amazing and it enlightens us to see for the first time how we have been misguided and misled by our own human information you are right your analysis is spot on The human element must be removed from the mind, or there can be no divine work. We must remove the human element in our own minds. Divinity is not a human power. Divinity is a holy potential of natural intelligence. If there is no natural intelligence in a human mind, the human mind does not hold a divine potential. Holiness is the highest potential of all intelligence which means it is the highest potential of the whole and when the whole of intelligence operates in perfect union and perfect balance so holiness is revealed but when the whole is invaded by the unnatural and when the whole is under siege by the unnatural then the whole is threatened and only imbalance prevails. This is man's idea of a perfect world imbalance, chaos, mayhem divisiveness and violence are man's ideas of perfection and this makes his mind unnatural, fallen and alien to natural intelligence and the natural living world. Man knows he is unnatural and rather than take this information as a warning to cease and desist unnatural thinking, man chooses instead to pursue deeper levels of unnatural thinking. His plan is to destroy all of nature So there is no natural intelligence that can contradict his unnatural plans. While the unnatural waves of human thinking dominate the Earth, natural intelligence still prevails in all remaining natural intelligent life forms. Natural intelligence prevails in the planet and the planet's natural environment and her natural ecological systems. Natural intelligence still prevails in all natural non-human life kingdoms. Natural intelligence also prevails in the natural universe and all of her stars, solar systems, solar bodies, lunar bodies, planets, asteroids, comets, and black holes. All of the natural universe holds natural intelligence. Man's unnatural intelligence and his artificial intelligence is restricted only to his inventions and his mortal presence. He is not king of the earth, Nor is he the superior species, nor is he a god. He is a natural, organic species holding unnatural thinking, and this means the flesh body is natural, but the human mind is unnatural. The human mind is invaded by an alien presence that holds alien thinking and alien information and alien delusions, and the human presence invented these things the earth has been invaded but the invasion of the earth did not take place from outside the earth's solar system but from inside the earth's solar system the minds of the species that calls itself human that dominate and control all the resources of the earth are also the invaders of the natural world their lack of natural intelligence proves this and the lack of intelligent results born from their activities is a testament To this proof, no other natural species is responsible for the destruction of the planet but the species that calls itself human. For those who see the truth, immediate action is needed to prevent the alien invader from entering your mind. Do not allow alien information to take you over. Remember you were born with a natural mind, and your natural mind was once innocent. Remember your innocence. Cherish it. Innocence is natural. When you follow the instincts of innocence, so too do you follow the instincts of natural intelligence. The alien invader does not provide any innocent thoughts to follow, nor does he provide innocent information, innocent ideas, or innocent plans. You must look to your own innocence by finding the child within you that you locked away. Man's alien information programmed you to surrender this child. Man's alien information tried to destroy this child, but innocence holds an indomitable spirit for innocence is the child of divinity. Search yourselves for your inner child. Do your searching in private. Do your searching in silence. You do not have to reveal that you are searching inside yourself. This is between you and your own potential for natural intelligence and divine innocence. Once you find your inner child, cherish that child, and keep him or her well hidden, for the alien mind is everywhere. We will be setting up a virtual community for all innocent minds, under the protection of the house of Christ. Stay tuned for more information. Jesus says, In the coming months and years, you will continue to see the unnatural mind in the foreground in your media, as scientists invent new vaccines and minimize the casualties and the defects that these things cause. You will continue to see the unnatural minds scramble to cover up their lack of true scientific knowledge in order to invent their ideas of scientific knowledge. And this is just more alien thinking. In addition, world leaders and their supporters will behave erratically as they make rash moves and decisions that threaten all life on the planet. And they will do this because their minds have also been invaded. the unnatural presence of an alien intelligence from their own human delusions the disturbed unnatural alien mind will show itself domestically and also on foreign shores it will show that it has invaded all walks of life but it is especially strong within the media that promotes alien thinking and behavior as normal behavior but those who know normal behavior as natural behavior will not be fooled and those that choose alien behavior their allegiance is to the unnatural never before in the history of the human species has the world had the opportunity to know the invaders that are living among them and never before in the history of the human species will people realize how much their minds have been enslaved by the unnatural thinking of alien minds the division between people will grow as different factions of minds each choose their own corners of the world based on their human opinions But only the natural mind will know the truth all others will only know the alien version of the truth that the alien identity invents jesus has given me a lot to consider a lot to reflect on and a lot to ponder as he speaks i already know he speaks truth because the truth is revealed in people's actions and their words even when they lie intelligence will survive because intelligence carries no matter base Man's futile, self-inflicted insanity will only produce insane recordings to keep him company in the afterlife, and then he will just be traveling in a mental loop of his insanity. But I wonder about the rest of intelligence. What about human intelligence that is not insane? What about the few who resist man's insane programming? What will happen to them? Jesus replies, if you train the mind to ascend out of human thinking, You will not be trapped in human thinking. But be careful of the thinking you choose. To sink to lower thoughts of even deeper insanity does not improve insanity it only further entangles you in insanity. I ask, I suppose what is really creepy is, could the insanity resurface in a new life form on a new earth? Jesus replies, it's highly doubtful. Insanity was invented by man. No other species knows of the invention of insanity. Only man holds the ingredients from insanity. I ask, but the conditions that caused the ingredients might still be present. Jesus replies, While nature is in charge, nature cleans out all imbalances. What you propose suggests that life will be born in an unnatural environment. I reply, aren't human children already being born in an environment that is unnatural? due to man's toxic pollution and his toxic activities? Jesus replies, As the world has never been destroyed by man before, the answer is unknown. We only know intelligence created the natural world and brought natural conditions in balance so life could appear. This is what happened in the beginning of creation, and we expect the same thing after man destroys the earth. I say, as I do not possess the power to see the future,
0: I cannot debate what you say. That was a very informative dissertation, and you're absolutely correct. Men are alien to all things natural, or else they wouldn't try to kill, harm, and destroy all things that are natural. The dissertation reminded me of something Mother said when she was speaking about how the imagination is unnatural. In one of my books called The Creative Christ Process, Jesus said, men will tell you that your imagination is there so you can form and perceive alternate realities, mental schemes, concepts, plans, ideas and scenarios, while using your senses, memory and visualization skills to manifest hypothetical future scenarios that do not exist yet. But, that you wish to manifest in reality. I say your imaginations were given to you as a place of confinement and escape so that you could think whatever thoughts you desired without polluting or harming the world and other life forms. The activity of imagining things impossible, improbable, and making them manifest in reality is all well and good if these things do not harm the planet or any living being. Imagining variations of existing natural works of God, or imagining variations of imaginative representations of situations, items, or human creativity, is also well and good, as long as these things do not harm the planet of any living being. But imagining you are harming, killing, hurting, murdering, slaughtering, hunting, fishing, trapping, poaching, abusing, terrorizing, torturing, enslaving, stealing, persecuting, abducting, incarcerating, and attacking any living being is a sign of an abnormal, violent, and corrupt imagination. And you must never release these thoughts in the real world, for never... Are these thoughts well and good. Remember through God's own complex depth of knowledge, pre-conscious and unconscious awareness, God is capable of communicating and analyzing incoming data from every living mind in creation that has lived in physical existence. When the life of any natural physical creation ends these creations return to the Creator God and upon doing so god absorbs their collective memories emotions and information including their imaginings so god knows all once all of this knowledge is processed god begins generating sophisticated mental impressions of these events and imaginings through unconscious perception Because God can discern information and imaginings not present to the senses, God can also experience premonitions and forewarnings of future unseen events due to being made aware of this information and due to knowing previous information that was gathered concerning how the earth functioned and existed without human interference, imaginings, and invasions because all human and non-human information and human imaginings is now stored in the information banks of god's knowledge matrix god now can perceive that the human activities and imaginings of men can and will destroy the planet so therefore men must use their imaginations as containment chambers for all abnormal and violent fantasies imaginings and transgressions in an effort to give man's destructive thoughts a place to go apart from the real world this is god's method of redirection to use the human imagination as its own matrix environment where all deadly destructive human thoughts can be held accountable no life form should have to use their imagination as a sanctuary or retreat to find peace and safety from the real world human beings must use self-restraint and self-control to keep their violent and corrupt imaginings locked away inside their minds, or they must trap their violent urges and fantasies inside the pages of books, or writings, or drawings on a canvas. Because God saw that the sights, sounds, and stimulations of the world were driving some human beings to violence, corruption, inequity, and madness, God gave man a place inside their mind, where they could use their abnormal fantasies to imagine any situation, event, narrative, or idea that they wanted to, without harming themselves or others in reality. This is why you have an imagination. This is what makes the imagination natural. The abnormal fantasies and imaginings inside a human mind makes a human being think and physically engage in dangerous, deadly, undesirable, harmful, and worrying things and undertakings, that of unnatural, perverse, sick, twisted, corrupt, unhealthy, distorted, abusive, and threatening. And when this happens, the natural imagination becomes unnatural.
1: That is an excellent dissertation on the imagination and good advice for anyone looking to discipline their imagination so it serves intelligence. As life continues in this toxic world, we will be here with messages from Christ and members of his house. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you. And thank you for listening.